Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm trying to remember who sings this song. It's a guy. Um, this is a guy? Yeah, this is a guy. <laughs> this is a guy. <laughs> uh, he kind of strums his guitar. I saw him in concert once leading up to some. Tell me. Something Vance Joy. Joy. Vance oh. Joy. There you go. Yeah. I thought I knew Something that. Joy. That's all I had. Yeah. All right. So, uh, hey, let me ask, before we go to the two o'clock hold the day, let me ask you a question. So, a friend of mine uh, met a, uh, a lady friend on Twitter. Okay. And it's going along really well. Okay. He went to her and asked her if she would please delete the Tinder app from her phone. Okay. Now, for me, I think that represents a general lack of trust, and it suggests that the relationship isn't going to last a long time, but what do you think? I took it the other way. Oh, did I, you? I thought he cares about her, he doesn't want her out with other guys, and he's staking his claim. Okay, but don't you think there that, then there is a lack of trust? He thinks she might cheat on him. Well, everybody thinks that. No, but why no. make it? Why make it easier? Not no. everybody. You don't think Lisa's cheating on you or going to cheat on you? I have no idea. Oh come on, you know she's not. Well, I mean, she's probably with a tennis pro right now, yeah, working but, on her backhand. But, not, but I mean, you know, did you ask Allison to delete uh, the Tinder app? Would you, Brian? Uh, not necessarily, but I feel like it's a kind of a common courtesy thing, right? Like if you're now together, why you still have the app? Why do you need to keep looking? It's a good kind question. Of thing, you know, but it's... I mean, what the app just sits there, right? If you don't use it, it just sits there. Please go in and delete the app. But that's not a big ask. I don't. I think mean, so if if Lisa, if I had Tinder in my phone and Lisa said, "Hey, that's bugging me. Delete it." I'd just delete it. Yeah, uh, Laura, what about you? I just think it's weird to ask. First of all. I also think it depends where they are. If they're together, like as a couple, then she shouldn't have it anymore. But if they're still kind of figuring things out, then I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Yeah, I don't know. This guy's got the grinder app, so I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> All right. Uh, two o'clock call of the daytime. Let's go to Palmdale. Charles, you're on 710. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, guys. Um, so before I get to my question, I just wanted to say that I'm 33 years old and, uh, I've only been listening to you guys for about two years. Okay. And one of my bigger regrets is that I wish I found you guys sooner because you guys are poetry in motion. You guys work so well together. You're the best thing on the radio or podcast I've ever listened to. Um, oh, wow. That's, that's incredibly very nice, nice of you. Charles. Thank you. Very Charles. nice. Thank you for that. Now, what's your question? Okay. So my question is. This massage chair deal. Yeah. Um, I have an empty space in my house. Okay. I've been wondering what to put in it. My wife won't let me get a pool table or anything, so I talked her into a massage chair. Good really? work by you. Good work. Took me two years so, to talk Juan into it. <laughs> so what What brand? Because I've been I've been searching okay. everything. I'm we went, uh, right, on, on this one, go to this website, go to a place, and these guys are not an advertiser. These are just where we went. Um, there's a place called emassagechairs.com. Emassagechairs.com. Mason and I both bought Osaki's is the is the brand. Okay, that's cool. And 
you can go, if you really want to go big, Charles, you can spend a ton of money. Or if you want to go smaller, you can spend anything from 1000 to $15,000. Yeah. You know, it depends what you specifically are looking for. But if you go on there or if you call the number on there, ask for somebody named Heather. Yeah, Heather is who we she was. With. Yeah, she was super she was helpful. Excellent. And by the way, Charles, here's the thing about it. You know, uh, last night I was in the massage chair watching the Lakers game. This morning I was in the massage chair uh, getting becomes, ready for the show. It becomes part of your daily routine. It's honestly, I spend so much time in that chair. It's it's crazy. And and depending on how crazy you want to go, Charles, they these chairs do pretty much everything. Oh, you, you can spend you know like yeah. fifteen thousand dollars on a chair. You, if you could wanted to. Uh, if you wanted to. You can attack any part of your body. Yes, you know that's how great yeah. these. Are. I cannot recommend it enough. And Charles, thank you. I wish you would have discovered us sooner too, man. We need guys like you. All right, I have. A, I actually have a fun game come next football season, draft season. So look forward to my call for that. Okay. All right, All right. we'll look for it, Charles. Thank, thank you, for Charles. Listening, man. I want to do one more. Sure. Let's go, Jason and Downey. Jason, you're on seven ten. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to all. And before I get to my question, asking someone to delete their Tinder is the new version of saying, what are we? So if, some, if a man asks you, delete your Tinder, there's your answer right there. You, it's your little cop-out of saying we're not together or, you know, we're open. Deleting your Tinder is perfect. Okay. But my question to you guys is, is it something or nothing? Second game in a row, D'Lo has opted against talking to the media. He's just kind of chippy. Like we saw last night, so I'm just wondering if that's something we have to look into. Good question. Good question. Yeah, I mean, he's been moved from the starting lineup. December the 23rd, I think, was the date that Darwin moved him uh, out of the starting lineup. And I came across a note. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Yeah, this is uh, McManaman. The lineup change, which included D'Angelo going to the bench, was not a unilateral decision. Darwin consulted with LeBron and AD on the concept, and its results were immediate. The Lakers beat OKC on December 23rd with James putting up a vintage 40 points and L.A. dishing a season-high 37 assists. So this was not even – this was a, a decision moving D'Lo to the bench uh, that actually ran through LeBron and AD as well. They both felt it was the right thing. D'Lo, if he, I didn't realize he hadn't talked to the media two nights in a row, but I'm sure he's a little pissed off. Well, I know him better than almost anybody oh, yeah, else right. on the team. And he, I, I really like D'Angelo. I, I, and by the way, I think he can help us win. So um, I hope that he is um, – that he's not – Sulking? Yeah, because I, I think he, he, he went and, – and by the way, without his 11 points last night, we lose. Sure. We won by one point. Yep. Um, th- there potentially is a big, big story that may have just broken, but I don't want to mention it. And do you know what I'm talking about? No. All right. Let's take a break. I want to confirm it. Oh. But if it's true, it is an absolute – tidal wave of a sports story oh my god that is like the greatest tease in the history of the world i'll tell you what it is when we come back but i don't it's it's not being reported by enough places that i i think it may be a hoax so it's a developing tidal wave correct all right we will uh, get to that coming up next mason and ireland 710 espn 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, this is it. It is breaking news. It is confirmed. Nick Saban has retired as head coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide. So, and these two guys are friends, we may have a month in which the greatest college coach of all time, Nick Saban, is retiring, and Bill Belichick, the greatest NFL coach of all time, might be out as well. Yeah. Um, and Pete Carroll is no longer And Pete Carroll's Seattle. gone, too. Pete Anything Car- going on today, Yeah, Greg? if you're just tuning in, Pete Carroll was uh, dismissed. We actually, do we get that? We got some Pete Carroll sound coming up, too, on that. Oh, yeah. Pete uh, Carroll, is he's, he's, he's still within the organization as a consultant. Well, that's true. Or he's going to Alabama. Yeah, I don't think he's going to Alabama. All right, so uh, Nick Saban, legendary coaching career. Uh, Took him uh, Toledo was a start to Cleveland, uh, Michigan State. He was very successful. Then LSU and, of course, Alabama, where he uh, has become the most successful college football coach in history. In some ways, this now becomes bigger. That opening at Alabama becomes bigger than any NFL job because it's Alabama. Yeah. the two names that popped into our heads, we were just talking during the break, who would be on the short list at Alabama mm-hmm. are Lane Kiffin, yep. who, you know, of course we know well, former USC coach, and Dabo Swinney, who has been the coach at Clemson, but went to Alabama and I think played for Bear Bryant. And, you know, so you could draw Dabo in based on his past history with right. the school. Yeah, Dabo is one. Um here's I just I just found a, a list from down there in Alabama. Uh Mario Cristobal is listed as one of the uh, contenders. Somebody named Billy Napier. Oh yeah, the head coach of the Florida Gators. Mm-hmm. Uh Dave Aranda, a good defensive mind. He's head coach of the Bears. Dabo Sweeney, as you said. Well, he well Aranda's not the head coach of the Bears, but he's on the I'm sorry, Dave uh he's head coach of the Baylor Bears. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and Dabo Sweeney, uh Nick Save oh, Bill O'Brien is listed here. Bill O'Brien worked down there as for Nick. in that sort of offensive scheme thing. Sark's phone might ring, but I don't think he'll leave Texas the I, way he's built that up. Yeah, now. no, I don't think he's gonna leave there. But I think Lane is getting the job. By the way, they will pay Whatever it takes to get whoever they want. Oh, yeah. Boy, Nick Saban. So it's a day where Uh, Nick Saban and Pete Carroll both out as head coaches. One retires and one is You know what the big winner here might be? Hmm. TV. 
they're both going if Pete and Nick don't go Pete coach. Pete would be fantastic on TV. Well, so would Saban. Remember, no, Saban remember too. when we were uh, back in Bristol and Saban came on with us and he was like. Couldn't have been cooler. Yeah. Yeah, couldn't have been a cooler guy. And so not what I expected. Um, Nick Saban was, we did uh, first take that uh, right. one summer and Nick Saban came in and I thought he was just like him and Dabo were both totally cool, totally charming guys. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Lane is getting that job. Lane is getting that job. Who's with me? Lane. Uh, well, I love when it just mention it to Sark and see I, what he says. I, can you imagine? <laughs> Sark's in right away. Can All right. You, for people that don't know, we've told this story a million times, but one day we were, we used to do our show from Heritage Hall and Pete Carroll would come on with us. And one day Pete couldn't come on. So they sent Sark and Mace says to Sark, Hey, the Washington job just opened up. Lane would be per- your best friends with Lane. He'd be perfect for that. And Sark says, well, Lane would be perfect for any job. He's a great coach. He goes, no, no, this job. You wouldn't let it go. This job, Washington. Yeah, this he one. knows the conference. He knows, it'd be perfect for Lane. They should hire Lane, don't you think, Sark? Um, sure. Yeah, Lane would be great for that. And then we moved on. And an hour after we got off the air, <laughs> Sark got the Washington job. <laughs> he knew. Yep. He, he knew. Just, he knew all along. Yeah. yeah. But he, he was he just humoring me. Yeah. So I mean, I'm sticking with Lane. What are the odds that two former USC head coaches would wind up as the head coaches of legendary programs like Texas and Alabama? Yeah. Well, they were they were known as kind of wonderkins. Yeah, they were they wonderkins. Were here. It's almost like USC got them too early when they were too young. Like it was a training job. USC should never be a training job, but those guys I'm sure learned a lot, and that's one of the reasons. And by the way, both learned from Saban. Both went to that Alabama program. Uh, and Bill O'Brien did the same thing um, mm-hmm. and worked as an offensive consultant type person. Uh, and they were using that as a springboard. Uh, Lane used it as a springboard to get to Ole Miss and uh, Sark to Texas. And, you know, I I think Lane is good for college football, too. I think he's a very entertaining guy. Um, Fun. And he has Mississippi in the top five yeah, for yeah. next year. Uh, so this is if you're just tuning in. An absolute blockbuster of a day. Pete Carroll out in Seattle. Nick Saban retiring at Alabama. And we're still waiting on the Belichick. Yeah, news. who knows what's going on with Belichick? Who knows? I Everybody seems to think, I was watching the get up today, and everybody there seems to think Mike Vrabel's going to wind up as head coach of the New England Patriots. Uh, it makes sense. They were showing all these clips of him being inducted into the, whatever they call it there, the Ring of Honor. Uh, whatever the equivalent is, uh, Vrabel was with uh, Bob Kraft and, you know, very chummy, and he could be the guy. And, uh, Andy Kamenetsky sent me the other day that if Belichick stays in New England, that Josh McDaniels could go back to be the OC. Totally true. Um, totally can be. Isn't Bill O'Brien there now? Who's our offensive coordinator now? Bill O'Brien. Yeah. It is. Oh, it is? Yeah, so they would bump O'Brien, bump O'Brien and bring, back, bring back McDaniels. Josh? Josh well, I mean, McDaniels, yeah, certainly I mean, the results didn't look good on the field. Right. That, th- that thing's a mess. And, and the offense actually did work when McDaniels was there. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I mean, with Brady. Saban is the greatest college coach ever, right? No question. Six national championships, yep. wins 10 games every year. Hands down, he's the guy. I don't think there's any debate, open and shut case. Yeah, he's the John Wooden of college football. Yep. He's like the undisputed king of the mountain. God, I bet he wanted to go out with a championship. It's close. Yeah, so close. So close. I mean, they rallied. They they were counted out all season long and then snuck into the Final Four. 
Um, and I, I'm sure that would have people, been a perfect people opportunity. People on social media are saying the ultimate troll move by Belichick would be to announce today he's going to Alabama. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> and Bob Kraft would go, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's a huge job open. And, yeah, the one thing about Pete going out, I, did we ever find, did you send over that sound? Pete actually talked no, a little bit but earlier. Greg, you can find it. He's find a, what Pete said, because there's no question that he's, yeah, the way he he's is, not done. Uh, the way he's talking, it's. he He's going to coach again. Yeah, so it seems that way, right? So isn't there a little bit of a, like maybe a conspiracy theory, whatever you want to call it, that he's going to go somewhere, and maybe Seattle's doing it because they think they can get like Harbaugh. Or something along those lines, because you wouldn't fire Pete Carroll unless you have somebody that you're like we're getting this guy. Especially if Pete Carroll's going to go coaching. Yeah, fourteen years he's been. He's the most. He is the winningest coach in coach in, in Seahawks Seattle. history. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I I think does that not make sense. I, no, that does make sense. I, I think th- so. You think Seattle's clearing the decks? For, they must for have like somebody Harbaugh. in mind. They have somebody in mind, and it has to be a big name. So it can't be. I mean, it can't just be some random college coach. What if it's Pete Carroll? Can you imagine Wait, if Pete Carroll goes uh, Pete Carroll to, Alabama? to Alabama? Oh, my gosh. It'd be unbelievable. I think Seattle has a big coach in mind. Yeah, Seattle. Harbaugh. Uh, Who are the big... Harbaugh. I mean, that's it. It's <laughs> yeah. Harbaugh. Harbaugh. It's Harbaugh and Harbaugh. Right. But, I mean, you they can't think they've got an in. They do must. They, do you think they have an in on Harbaugh? Is I, that you, what you think this suggests? I, I think they must. I don't know why they would fire Pete Carroll, who is still has a ton of energy. Is uh, The team's always good. It's fighting for a playoff spot or in the playoffs. Why would you fire him? Here's what Pete said today. Uh, I'm freaking jacked. I'm fired up. I'm not tired. I'm not worn down. Uh, you, you guys tried your best. You didn't wear me out. I'm, you know, it's the end of the season. I'm supposed to be, you know, go lay on a cot somewhere. I ain't feeling like that. And, uh, um, you know, there's... What's coming? I don't know. I got no idea, and I really don't care right now. But uh, I do. Um, I'm excited about it because there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to study. Uh, there's a. Uh, there's some great discoveries that are going to come our way. And as my my all-time mentor Bud Grant said, not in so many words. Uh, there's there's rivers to wade. Uh, there's waves to catch, and there's mountains to hike. And uh, it wasn't exactly how Bud said it, but uh, I get it. And uh, that's some cool stuff that we're going to do here. Um, and uh, I look forward to all that. That's so, let me, um, let me with s- that, oh. go. What do you got? Okay, so right. they took some so questions. Let me, let me say this again. I said it at the top of the show. I'll say it again. Brian, I'm looking right at you. The Chargers are idiots if they don't offer this job to Pete Carroll. Oh, I'm right there. They're dumbasses. Bring them home. Because Back to LA. he would immediately put them on the front page. We never talk about the chargers around here we would if pete was the coach we would have no choice right and he would come on with us yeah and he would i mean he he solves their identity problem almost right. overnight and on top of that he's a great coach he'd have justin herbert at quarterback he would fix the defense it gives so the spanos's instant credibility i would love it the more i talk about this the more i think the spanos's will screw it up because it makes too much sense so here's my question. laura what do you got oh laura and I was like, I don't like it because of that. So I'm like, screw it up somehow. Sorry, Brian. Oh, so in it. other words, you want the Chargers to screw up their yeah, head coaching Yeah, I mean, they usually yeah. do. So, you know, it's they, not they, far from They it. tend to figure it out. Yeah. The Spanos yeah. have a way. Um, I think Pete Carroll is 
he's been one of my favorite people to cover over the years. When we were doing USC games, he was so much fun to he work with. He is an absolute force of nature. And that soundbite is exactly who Pete is. More mountains to climb, more rivers to swim in, more hikes to go and on. And the thing about Pete more is more sunrises to see. His more. enthusiasm is contagious. Yes. If you're around that dude, I remember one time I walked up to him and I was, the cameraman was I was doing interviews for the SC game. They were playing Washington that weekend. Mm-hmm. And the cameraman goes, hey, John, I need a minute. I got to change batteries. So I'm just killing time with Pete. Right. And I go, hey, uh, I just looked uh, 60% chance of rain in Seattle this weekend. And Pete looks at me without any hesitation and goes, you know what that means? Hmm. And I think he's going to say, we get to play in the rain or it's going to be wet. I go, what? He goes, means there's a 40% chance it won't rain. Yeah. I mean, that's the way that dude looks at life. Yeah, he's a, he's a the ultimate optimist. So, and- John, what would you think about... Fire Chip Kelly, Pete Carroll to UCLA. Brilliant, but they won't do it. They won't do it. Pete, Why not? Because UCLA won't pony up the money. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah Casey Wasserman. Come on, Casey. Come on, Casey. Make it happen. Yeah. Fire, hire. One We're of the good. reasons why Chip is unhappy is that they have no NIL collective over there. Well, that's a problem. And and so until UCLA realizes your competition is all using NIL, they're going to be behind the curve. Yes. It just doesn't work. Uh by the way, I think – actually, we'll save that for coming up. Um, actually, I had two things coming up. Uh, USC may, may have found its quarterback for next year. And you threw this out there. I think it's interesting. It's an interesting test. That plane that lost a door. Right. Um, was it a window or a door? A door. One lost a door, one lost a window. The one I the, – the big one was the one that lost the door out in Portland, right? Up right. In, up in the air in Portland. And how – the thankfully, everybody was safe, but they flew with this door gone uh, all the way to landing. How would we have reacted in that situation? That's coming up next for you. Mason, Ireland. It is a day when Pete Carroll is out, Nick Saban is retiring, and uh, Bill Belichick is in limbo. Mason, Ireland, 710 ESPN. All right, if you listen to the show, you know I'm a big cryotherapy user. Uh, Cryotherapy uses ice to ease the soreness in your joints and your muscles. And I used to go to a cryo place and drop 75 bucks every time I went in there for one session, and it would last for a few days, and I'd have to go back. I'd go two, three times a week. I don't have to do that anymore because of IcePod Active. Go to this website, IcePodActive.com, I-C-E-B-O-D Active.com. They've created wearable cryotherapy. So you purchase an IcePod device for whatever areas you want to treat, um, shoulders, elbows, upper and lower back, knees, whatever you want. You put one of their compression shirts on for 20 minutes. You stick one of their ice-cold gel packs in there, and this all comes with your purchase. And then 20 minutes later, you feel better. Now, it's worked for me every time I've done it, and hopefully it would work for you. But here's the good news. If it doesn't work, if you don't like it, full 30-day money-back guarantee. You don't like it, just send it back. And you get all your money back. But if you're somebody who likes to be active, you like to ride bikes, you like to hike, you like to play golf, tennis, basketball, this stuff is a godsend. Go to iSpotActive.com. You'll see Hall of Famer James Worthy on there. You'll see a testimonial from a doctor. It'll answer any of your questions. iSpotActive, iSpotActive.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. 
With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, here we go. And uh, I think we have online right now the head coach of the Los Angeles Rams, Coach Sean McVay, getting ready for the playoffs this weekend. Coach, how you doing, man? Doing good. How you guys doing? We're doing great, Sean, and excited about your opportunity to go back to Detroit. I know you have great respect for Jared Goff, and there's some old Rams execs running the Lions. Yeah, what's Brad it, Holmes is there. Yeah, what's it like for you to take on a team that has some familiarity in your world? Yeah, you know what? It's it's a great opportunity for our football team, and, and I've been following these guys. You know, they've been one of the top teams in the NFL, um, like you mentioned. You know, whether it's Jared or Josh Reynolds, um, there's a lot of guys there that, that have done great things for us, and, and we're going to try our best to, to try to, uh, you know, go in there and, and come away with the win. But uh, we got tremendous respect for those guys and sure had a lot of good memories with those guys as well. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I mean, it's kind of the matchup we all were hoping for it's got all the storylines uh we love the storylines how do you feel about storylines and sort of these different uh wrinkles that are going to be uh, talked about all week long well i think there's uh there's a lot of previous relationships previous history at places that it would be inhuman to not say are are things that are factors and they're certainly fun storylines but ultimately the most important thing is is getting ready as a football team to, to go prepare to play the best of our ability in all three phases and see if we can come away with the win. Sean, I was excited for Carson Wentz that he got that opportunity to play with you last week, and I think it may pay off. You know, God forbid anything happens to Matthew Stafford. Hope not. But it seems to me that if it did or if you needed to go to Carson, that he would have your confidence and have the team's confidence. Am I reading that right? No doubt. No, he did a great job. I thought he was at his best in the most important moments, was able to make plays with his arm and, and, uh, and his legs. And, and that was uh, key and critical for us to be able to get the win. And, uh, and you can see he's an experienced guy, got a lot of playmaking, a lot of athleticism that he brings to the position, and a lot of just overall grit and competitiveness that I thought was on display. Uh, Sean, what, you mentioned his legs. Would you consider putting a player two in there with a healthy Stafford? In other words, so you needed a fourth and one or, a, you know, you got a goal line situation. Is it realistic that you would draw up a play and, and use Wentz in that scenario, or am I reaching there? Well, you know, I mean, it's not a crazy thought because he certainly has been effective and really efficient, and he's played a lot of football. It's, you know, you got to really ask yourself, do you want to take, you know, your most important guy off the field or the ball out of his hands? And, um, and those are always things you think about. But, you know, we feel pretty good about when Matthew is, uh, you know, in control and in command. And, uh, 
you know, it'd have to be some unique circumstances for us to, to do other than that. Uh, Sean, away from the game, a couple of blockbuster stories today. One, Pete Carroll, after 14 years, is out as the Seattle Seahawks head coach. Uh, your your thoughts on that, your thoughts on, on Pete in Seattle and, and moving on? Yeah, great coach. Um, you know, just tremendous respect for him as a competitor, as a leader, um, as a guy that just consistently had his teams playing with an identity that, that always showed up on the tape and then in person. And uh, the, the consistency is the thing that I respect and admire the most because as you start to accumulate experience, you realize how hard it is to sustain and how competitive this league is. And um, he's a Hall of Fame coach. And, um, you know, I, I, uh, I just uh, – I know we got better going against his teams. He's elevated Seattle. And, uh, you know, he is, he is a stud and uh, just so impressed with, with the man he is as well. Sean McVay joining us. Sean, uh, Puka Nakua had another good game. You got him the record, which I know was something that was important to you and to his teammates, which was really cool. I'm curious, what makes him so hard to guard? He doesn't seem like he's the fastest player out there. He's certainly smart. He's tough. But why is he so effective in your opinion? Well, I think he's a lot faster than, than people realize. You know, he just has a long stride length. But he's got he's got savvy. He's got great football instincts. He's he's big, physical. He's got good aggressive hands to stay grounded through the catch. And you know, there's certain guys that are just kind of ballers, and uh, and he is definitely one of them. Uh, the game in San Francisco came down to the wire, and there's a moment at the end of the game where you elected to go for two as opposed to attempting an extra point. It's uh, you know your kicker has been shaky. Uh, he had missed an extra point in the game. Did that affect your decision? In other, in other words, if you had somebody you knew would guarantee you an extra point, would you have kicked it, or were you always going for the win? No, we were we were going to go for two there. We wanted to be able to try to go for the win. That was uh, that was what the goal was going into the game, and uh, and the kicking situation had nothing to do with going for two there. Um, Sean, earlier in the show, we played a clip of Kobe Turner singing in an a cappella band, and he's really good. Have you heard him sing? Are you aware that he had this skill set? I did. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's a super talented individual and incredibly. Uh, just inc- impressive person, and he and he's got he's got a lot of gifts, and and he could really. Pay. Let's put it this way: if you're betting on somebody to continue to thrive in whatever they pursue, Kobe Turner is one of those people that that I would bet on. But I have heard him sing, and uh, he's got a great voice, and he's he's got a lot of musical talents, and he's pretty damn good at football too. <laughs> yeah. So what's your getting ready for the playoffs? What does your preparation change at all? Is anything different, or is the idea to maintain sort of a consistency and treat this the way you would any other game? That's it. You know, I mean, you you don't run away from what the stakes are, and that uh, you know you you advance or or your season ends, but. I don't think you want to stray too far away from the the rhythm, the routine, the process, and and uh, you know trying to put our guys in the best positions to be able to go have success. Sean, last thing for me, is this as much fun for you as it is for the fans? I mean, I get genuinely excited when the playoffs roll around. There's a different feeling in the air. It's you know there's a finality to it for for winner goes on, loser goes home. It's really fun for me as a fan. I, I don't know if it's fun for you because the stakes are so much higher. Do you enjoy this the way fans do, or is it different for a coach? No, this is fun. This is this is why you get into it. You know, you love the competitiveness um, at the uh, you know the the highest level of of competes uh, in this game, and so 
no, we, we love it. I enjoy what I do. And, uh, and these are the opportunities that, uh, that you work for all season. And so we're going to enjoy it. We're going to go compete to the best of our ability and we're going to see, uh, you know, see what ends up happening. But, but I'm excited for this op for our football team, without a doubt, just like you guys are. Awesome, man. Well, we are really excited. We'll be watching on Sunday night in Detroit. Rams looking to punch their ticket to the second round, divisional round. Um, congratulations on where you are so far, and we're excited to see what happens this weekend, man. Go go Rams. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. All right, Sean. Right, see you. See you See you, man. Um, yeah, you know, the, the one thing I we had this conversation uh, at home, it, we – we spent a lot of money on personal seat license sure. and season tickets and all that stuff. And, you know, the whole point of it is I just want to have real games in December. Like last year was devastating because we were out of it, out of it, out of it. And the end of the year, the games were meaningless. If you get meaningless games, in, if you get meaningful games in December, it's worth it. And the playoffs, I mean, yeah, I you're thought, in it. I thought you might even think about going. I, I, uh, I You know, I thought... I thought about it. Yeah, I, I, I love this time of year. Yeah, it's so much fun. I just love. It. By the way, do people know? Do we have to break, Greg? Or yeah, at okay? some point. No, we'll we're break. gonna go to forty. You're fine. Okay, okay, cool. Do people know? Is is it out there that the Chiefs Dolphins game is behind yeah. a paywall? Let me just tell you something. The NFL is so friggin' greedy. Honest to God, how can they deprive people in those cities in Kansas City? My- well, wait a minute. Stop. Those cities are going over the air. Those they're over cities, the air. Yeah, there's a, the local. Affiliate. But there are Chiefs fans everywhere. There the, are Dolphin fans everywhere. The local NBC. By Peacock. The local NBC affiliates in Correct. Kansas City and Miami are right. running the game. But uh, what I'm saying is, there are fans of those teams all over the country. Correct. And they cannot watch unless they pay extra. And I don't think the NFL, with the, the billions and billions of dollars they make, should be limiting a playoff game, to people who pay for Peacock. I don't disagree with you, but let's look at this from a business standpoint. Oh, well, business standpoint, you do it. Peacock, Greg, comes to the NFL, and they say, we got an idea. We really want to put this network on the map. We'll give you $100 million. I think it's actually a little more than that, $110 million. $2 billion. Who cares what the number is? Right. Um, But in return, we want exclusivity. We want to put the game on Peacock, but... We're going to give you $100 million. There's only 32 owners. They get to split the $100 million. People, I've, I've already paid for Peacock. Yeah, I do, I, too. I, I do too. I'm going to be able to watch $5. it. $5.99 a month, $59.99 a year. I think this is the future. I think that we're going to have to That's pay sad. for sports in the future. Like, you don't get Spectrum Sportsnet LA for free. No, but I, it's part of your cable package. Every right. Thursday, Amazon, you have to pay an extra fee to get Amazon right. to it's, watch I don't, Thursday I don't, night football. Thankfully, the games are crap and not the ones you necessarily <laughs> I watch are every, invested every Thursday in. Yeah, I watch year. every but I'm saying the NFL makes so much. It prints money. It prints money. 93 of the top that. 100 rated shows in He's, 2023 it, Which allows them to NFL do things games. like this and go on to Peacock. No, because what they're doing is it's greed is not good. This is greed. But they're, I mean, this wait, is like what it, Cuban Mace, said. Pigs go yeah, to slaughter. Yeah, right. But wait a quote? minute. To Greg's point, isn't this just supply and demand? Well, from a per, look, I understand you can obviously make more money. You could put all the games behind a player. I mean, if you Correct. really wanted to make some money, put all of them on streaming services and charge everybody's asses for it right. but I, honest to god this is greed on the part of the nfl let me tell you something folks in my lifetime all right in all of our lifetimes amazon's gonna get a super bowl 
Do you not know people who don't have the budget for Netflix. $60 a year? Netflix wants in on it. Right. They want to but, get into sports. But you get what I'm saying. I understand no, get what you're saying, but that's you're, where it is. That's you're, where it's going. You're, it almost becomes pay-per-view. People who don't have Peacock actually have to buy but Peacock what makes this, to like, watch you're a the big, game. You're a big fan of the movie business. Yeah. If if I want to go watch a movie, I've got to pay for it's it. It's optional. Nobody has to go see a movie. Right. But if you, you go a lot. Correct. So, I do. So, I have mo- I have money. I have disposable income that I can use to buy movie tickets. So what you're arguing about is something that has always been free is no longer free. Correct. But that's just being dictated by the business. I, no. People look, will pay for from this. From a business perspective, sell your asses off to Netflix and Amazon right. and Peacock and Paramount Plus and all those things. But realize that that greed is not good for your fans. Here's where I think this, this story gets interesting. I don't think most people know that this is going on. They're going to find out on Saturday. On Saturday, I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes against Tyreek Hill. It's a really with good a game. dash of Taylor Swift. And by the way, zero degrees in Kansas City is the projected temperature. It's going to be an ice bowl. It's going to be a really fun game to watch. And what, Greg? What I think is going to happen is people like my mom are going to try and turn on the game on Saturday at five o'clock. And, and then my phone's going to ring, and she's going to say, why can't I get the game? I think that's going to go on times 100. Oh, yeah. No, because I don't think they've done a good enough job of telling people you have to sign up for right. this. And, and then the you way- know what goes on next? You're going to buy it for the five ninety nine, and then you're going to cancel it immediately, and you have Peacock for a whole month so you can see what's okay, on Peacock. Can I just say which is why they're doing there it. Are, exactly. There are a few things here. People live on a budget. Not everybody has got money, disposable income, to buy another streaming service. Right, but, but to Greg's point, they've been doing this on Thursday nights for two years, but and it's working. But the games suck. But it doesn't matter. It's still this a football game. game. Yeah. It's still a football, but the games aren't good. They're putting the worst games on Thursday night. I can live without, you know, Jets, Patriots. That's fair. That's fair. And I think it's going to be, I think we're going to find out on when we're all back here on Monday. Matter of fact, we're going to be at, uh, we're doing the BBGo remote. Yeah, that's Ralph's right, Monday. On Monday. I think this is going to be a huge topic, that people are going to get surprised by this. Because think about it. We haven't talked about it until just now. Right. And it's Wednesday before the game. He- I don't think most people know that this is going behind a paywall. Well, we assume, we're going on the assumption, the NFL is, that everybody's got the money to buy Peacock, and everybody has the technology savvy to be able to figure out how to get it on their TV. You know, we all know my, like, how streaming works. My mom could not go, figure that go, out on her go own. Go explain that to an older person who doesn't know technology. Correct. They will never figure out how to get Peacock. It's complicated. It is complicated. You can all you can do it through your phone, and you can also once you get it through your phone on the Peacock, you can go into your subscriptions and cancel it and still have it for the whole month. Yeah, I just I just think it's freaking greed. Well, it is. It's, it's happening no matter what any of us think, and it'll be. I I, I think the reaction is going to be extremely negative because I don't think they did a good enough job of letting people know that this is happening. I think people are going to be surprised by it, and they're going to be mad. You're mad about it, and it, it isn't even happening oh, yeah, for four days. Off. And so think about how mad people are that are going to set their schedules. Because think about it. We all do this. During the NFL playoffs, we set our schedule up around oh, the sure, games. Oh, sure, around the games, yeah. So, so all these people think that, well, I'm not going out Saturday night because I got Chiefs Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, I'm And saying- then they're going to go home on their giant big screen TV, and they're going to say, where the hell's the game? And they're are they're going to call people like me and you, and they're going to say, "Where the hell's the game?" Right. And then all of a sudden, Peacock's probably going to be jammed with too much traffic. Yeah, and and this is a disaster waiting. Yeah, to playoffs. I always arrange my days around the NFL. Like for example, Mean Girls comes out this weekend. We're seeing it Saturday morning at nine thirty a.m. So we can be ready for the games to come up later on in the afternoon. Right. So you build you you build your day around it. Yeah, you're right. I think there's going to be 
it's an unbelievable level of uh, of bitching. All after right, how, much, how angry will you be when the Super Bowl is behind a paywall? Uh, that's that's years away, but it's going to happen. It's coming. Yeah, it's Amazon's going to pay like a billion yep. dollars. Yeah, I, I love, and, you know, we sit here and talk. I've got this streaming service. i got that streaming service. Do you not have friends that just are so tight they can't have all the streaming services? No, I have those friends, and that's the those are the ones that are going to be mad. Yeah, yeah. Because I they, blame Taylor Swift for this. Uh, by the way, I yeah. wonder if they picked this game because of they Taylor knew Swift, every the little Swifty girl was yeah. gonna gonna subscribe mm-hmm. to Peacock to be able to see it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they uh, they know that Taylor Swift brings eyeballs. Oh yeah, and Patrick Mahomes brings eyeballs. Yep, and Tyreek Hill brings and Mike Do McDaniel. Take a look. This eyeballs. is this, yeah, you know what is... you know what this game has more than any other first round game. I'm the, like if I could only watch one first round game, I'd pick Rams Lions because yeah, I love the storylines. Oh, yeah. But this would be number two. Yeah, that's yes, right there. Because of all the personalities. Yeah, yeah, and you can watch the game for five ninety nine. And can Kansas City repeat? I can see the Dolphins knocking them oh, off. Oh, I can totally see Miami winning that game. Kansas City's been lousy this year. All right. Yeah. Uh, Coming up next is What's Up Fool. Yeah, What's Up Fool is what we're going to do next. And uh, by the way, we should mention, if, what's you're, up, fool? if you're just joining us, uh, huge day in sports. Pete Carroll is out in Seattle. And Nick Saban is retiring at Alabama. So a massive breaking news day. And we're still waiting on Bill Belichick. So we're keeping an eye on all those stories for you. I'm watching social media. Somebody's asking, are you doing Fifth Row Fridays this week? I'm like, where where have you been? There's already a question yeah. for Monday and a question yeah. for Tuesday. Something will come out today. You need yeah. all five to be able to win on Friday. So if you haven't listened or didn't listen closely Monday and yesterday, uh, go back and listen to the podcast. Make some notes. I think they're... They're tough, but they're not impossible. So your chance to be in the fifth row for a Lakers OKC on Monday night, courtesy BBGo, the official game day snack of the Los Angeles Lakers. Mason in Ireland, 710 ESPN. It's producer Laura. It is producer Laura. Hello, guys. What do you got, Laura? All right, so I saw this story. It says a new proposal in California can potentially ban tackle football for children under 12. Now, my question to you guys is if this does happen, how does this change sports for the youth in California? And does this give a disadvantage to the kids here in California, Mm. to the other kids in other states if they have to start? Good question. So basically what we're talking about is Pop Warner football, Wee football. I don't think, Mace, it would be that big of a deal if you told kids, wait till you're 12 to tackle. Right. I think they're still developing. You know, you play, I played flag growing up. It was yeah. fine. You're still developing the skills you need to play football. And then when they're a little older, 12 is fine. That's six years before they have to go to college. And it's at least two years before they have to go to high school. Then you add the tackling. I'd be okay with it. So uh, I'm not a parent, thank God. Same. But how young do kids play tackle football? Like six, seven. Yeah. Six, seven? Yeah, or- yeah but it's, it's funny. It's like a... It's like a big rugby scrum. Okay. They just kind of run around and pile on each other. But they're not like popping heads and rattling brains and stuff like that? No, they're all wearing like tons of pads. But the number one thing is, like even Mike Ditka in the last five years came out and said, if I had young kids, I wouldn't have them play football. It's too dangerous. Yeah, Michael and Michael and Julie Thompson told their sons, and they raised three professional athletes, You guys got to quit football. We've seen too many brain and head injuries, too many hand injuries. You guys can do anything you want, but it can't be football. Yeah. Like, and so Clay and Mikey went into basketball and Trace went into baseball. Um, 
and I think yeah, there are a lot of parents who say just no. But I have Laura, I have no issue with waiting until you're 12 to play tackle. So I like Mace don't have kids. I do have nieces, nephews, nephews who played um, sports, and that was one of my sister's things. You guys can play basketball. You guys can play baseball. I don't want you doing football. Yeah, and if you ever watch the movie Concussion, it kind of scares you. That it's just tough. how many how many hits you know Will Smith plays that doctor that discovered the concussion theory and mm-hmm. basically discovered CTE, and it's a real thing. Yeah. And so why are we hitting? Why are five, six, seven, eight year old kids hitting each other? It, you know, let wait till twelve is fine. I agree. Wait till twelve. And but but you you bring up a good point when you say does this put them at a disadvantage over let's say kids in Florida if they're playing at like Texas, five or kids six in Texas, yeah yeah, yeah probably, so it's something they got to keep an eye on they for got sure. kids in the crib wearing helmets now oh in Texas. I know yeah what's that fool all right guys I saw uh, Shams tweeted this out today and it was later confirmed that Netflix is looking to do a new NBA docu series modeled after the NFL quarterback okay the first season is set to be uh, featuring LeBron Jason Tatum. Butler, uh, Anthony Edwards, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, Sabonis. What do you guys take on this? You know, docu series. I think they picked a great cast for the first season. Well, I love all those docu series. I haven't seen Drive to Survive, the F one one, but I watched the golf one. I lost Full Swing, which was a golf one. I watched Quarterback, which was the football one. And what I've found is when you watch those shows, Mace, you the the featured athlete becomes extremely likable. Yeah, right. You find you get yourself, to know him. Like Kirk Cousins, I now root for because of that show. <laughs> right, and right. I now think more of Mahomes because of that show. Um, and so I applaud the NBA for doing this, and I think LeBron's going to be great. Anthony Edwards is a great guy to pick for for that. Jason Tatum will be good, and and the star of that is going to be Jimmy Butler because he's weird, in a good way. So uh, when's yeah. the start? I don't think there was a start I think date they're, yet. They're, they're next year. It's coming yeah. at the end of I'll this I'll try season. the next one. Whatever the next one is, I'll try. I haven't watched quarterbacks. I didn't watch full swing. I didn't wear grand slam on tennis one. one. Who cares? But if it's, yeah, if it's LeBron, I definitely want. Really? Yeah. See, the thing for me, because Greg and I were talking about this, and everyone tells me I'm a LeBron hater, which I'm not, but he controls his narrative a lot. So he knows when there's a camera around. So I'm like, what am I going to really see? Um, that I don't really know. There, there, I've been around three athletes in my career mm-hmm. that have been insanely media savvy. I mean, like, to your point, like, always know what's going on. Magic Johnson, Shaquille O'Neal, and LeBron James are the three. They are constantly marketing their image and their brand, and they're all really good at it. And they've all made millions, if not billions with a B, by doing that yeah, stuff. right. Yeah. What's that, fool? All right, guys. So I've been wanting to tell the story and I keep forgetting. So yeah. uh, I know that there's a lot of people on TikTok. I'm kind of really getting into it. And they're copying food menu items from like Taco Bell and all these different Trying places. to make them at home. Yep, because they want to save money. Yeah. So Taco Bell is capitalizing on this and says, hey, we are bringing two of these uh, items to your home, the Crunchwrap Supreme and the Chipotle Chicken Quesadilla. So if you guys can pick any restaurant that you guys can make at home and a menu item, who would it be? There's a pork chop restaurant in Minnesota called J.D. Hoyt's. That's what I would do. I would get their pork chop recipe and make it in my house. I don't think I could do it as good as they do, but that's mm-hmm. what I would do. Um, I would like... It's funny. I had the uh, Popeye's uh, wings last night. They've added wings. Good. I, I I splurged a little bit. Uh, if I could recreate the Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich, it is one of my favorite things. That's what I would want to do at home. Mm. Good answer. You're I'll not stick- waiting for it? 
I'm not going to do it. <laughs> there's a Popeyes in my neighborhood, so I don't. I don't need to. I, by the way, uh, there's a Taco Bell up the street. Why the hell do I want to make a crunch wrap at home when I can get it for a dollar ninety nine at uh, Taco Bell? It seems like a lot of work for. I don't know. I don't yeah. think it's a dollar ninety nine though. Whatever it is, whatever. How much is a crunch wrap? <laughs> it's like eight bucks, isn't it? it no, a crunch like wrap is eight bucks. Yeah, it's item, like their most pricey item on the menu. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, maybe. I, I just I can't see going to the effort. Nah, I get that. Yeah, Brian, you're gonna make oh. a crunch wrap at home? Not a crunch wrap. Maybe if I could get that uh, KFC recipe and make some good, oh, you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah, now we're talking. that's yeah. right. That's right. I I see that. I got. Ch- uh, k- uh, fried chicken this weekend from Honey's Kettle Chicken in Culver City. How was it? Oh my God, the best fried chicken I've had. There you go. Where's the best fried chicken? Gus's. Oh, well, you like Gus's. Gus. Yeah. I've Northwoods never had Inn. it at Gus's. Northwoods Inn. You've had their fried chicken? No. It's pretty good. Yeah. Where is it? Uh, it's right off the five in like Orange County. There's okay. one at West Covina, yeah. too. Covina, West Covina, too. It's pretty good. It's kind of got like a cabin feel, but a uh, okay. great, great fried chicken. All right, good. Yeah, I love fried chicken. I don't know if I can Damn. trust anybody who doesn't like fried chicken. Yeah, I mean, fried. Ch- it's chicken and it's fried. I mean, Frankly, on. anything fried. Yeah, you can't beat For that. all intents and purposes. <laughs> fried pickles. Yeah, fried Amen. pickles. They're they got those everything. at Gus's. Fried Gus's tw- is great. Go yeah. to the fair. They fry everything. All right, uh, coming up next for you, John, I mentioned that I, I want to uh, come back with that uh, version of Billie Jean that I mentioned, which I think is one okay. of the really good ones. Plus, I, I threw this out there, uh, quarterback at USC, there's a new contender, and uh, what would we have done if we were in that plane where the door blew off up in Portland? That's coming up next for you. Mason and Ireland. And by the way, it's a monster day. If you don't know, Pete Carroll is out as head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Nick Saban has retired as head coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide. We've been all over this for you all day long. Mason and Ireland, 710 ESPN.